So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection, with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock, bringing your inner light to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody, to this Tuesday edition of Everyday Connection. I would be Rico Shields. And just right over here, we have Jane Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jane? I'm good, Rick. How are you? All right. Um, Hold on a second, bud. Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, what do you... Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, just put it on the bed. Yeah, no, I'm not paying you. No, 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 no. 30 minutes or less. You're a week late. Get out. Pizza's here. Cool. I hope the pineapples are still good. After a week, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's questionable. Pretty much. Uh, I'm doing good. Awesome. I thought we'd get together and see about this, you know, chit-chat thing, invite somebody over, I don't know, have a sing-along. It's something. Who, who, why? Who's singing? Oh, I don't know. You, maybe. No. Not me. Um. I mean, you know, like, like I've said, I'm on the David Letterman program. I can't act. I can't sing. What else would I be but a talk show host? Good point. <sighs> yes, it was a little harsh. <laughs> Matthews. Matthews. Uh, our, speaking Guest of shout outs. three six three. Welcome everybody. Um, and you know, I, I suppose I skipped one out of the list of guests in the room there. Uh, and that would be uh, Jordano. Jordano, is that? It's kind of like must be one of the Thundercats, right? Lion-O. It, 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 oh no, um, because Jordan's our guest tonight. <gasps> oh my God, Jordan! I love Jordan. Jordan Ogren? You mean Jordan? Jordan, Jordan? <gasps> no way! I have all his songs: Rugged Girl and Limitations and Bottled Up and Without You and Anyhow and When We Run. Did you know that he released a new album today? <laughs> That's so cool. So, Jordan, Is that my introduction? So, Jordan, <laughs> how are you? Great, guys. Thanks for that groupy introduction, and uh, happy to be here. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, because I know who the hell you are and what you do, so I had to, you know. I appreciate the screams. She had to figure <laughs> something out on short notice. I you know. Something out on short notice. But I do have a really, really important question for you. Oh no! First one of the night, yeah. Yeah, I'm all ready to go. I was wondering if you could tell me what star system you're from and what your angelic name is. Wow, you you pulled a uh, newbie on me. Let's see. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm from planet Earth, and I'm a musician. And I'm a musician. I like it. Perfect. From the star system Guitaro. <laughs> all right. 
Like she said, she already knew who the hell you were and what you do. So, uh, for anybody uh, listening who doesn't know, <laughs> oh, Jordan's that's a friend of ours. Yeah, Jordan's <laughs> a friend of ours. So we're playing with his head. <laughs> and we finally, we finally have him on the show where we can tease him better than in the chat room. Although Absolutely. we've never lightened up too much in the chat room. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm used to those ta- chat room teases. Smiley faces and uh, random questions. Nudges and winks and all that stuff. Yeah. I've got a will you marry me in the chat room. Yeah. I see that. (laughs) That's awesome. So let's get started. You are a musician and you are from where and you play what? And I don't know. Tell us a story. All right, listeners. Well, my name is Jordan Okrand. I am a musician, obviously a singer-songwriter. And guitarist, singer, blah blah. Um, I'm from Raleigh, North Carolina, southeastern United States. If you don't know where that is, which most of you probably do, um, yeah, I've been writing songs for a few years, and well, probably more than a few years now. Seems like a few years, but been writing songs, singing my soul out, performing, touching people. That's my my dream. So I'm very happy about what I do. Excellent. Mm-hmm. So, um, you've been doing the singer-songwriter gig now for, I don't know, 30, 35 years? <laughs> I'm not that old. Come on. <laughs> okay. That's actually that's actually one of the special things, I think, uh, uh, for the the quality of music that uh, uh, I've heard and, uh, and the depth of thought in the lyrics. Um, so... How old well, are I'm definitely, you? I'm influenced by a lot of classic stuff and you know from older ranges, but yeah, I'm only twenty. I'm not that old, I guess. Only I guess twenty. A, I guess I'm a baby compared to some people, but I feel old. <laughs> but, uh, well, we, it's one of the things we talk about here on Everyday Connection is that kids, little kids, are not kids; they're tiny humans. And, yeah. Uh, uh, you're not you're not as tiny, but the calendar's really not that, you know. People can pick up their passion and follow it at any time, pretty much. That's true. And Some people, you know, they don't figure it out till later in life. But I'm lucky to have, you know, started music at a really young age and um, kept at it. And it's been my life since I was like seven. So I've been doing it for a while. That's like a lifetime of music. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Although at first, I'm sure it was kind of tough as a seven-year-old playing, taking guitar lessons. I'm sure it was a, I'm sure I was an okay student. <laughs> but it's got to be, it's got to be tough when the guitar is almost as big as you are. Yeah, I think I had like a little, you know, like a half-size guitar at that point. Just Starter a, guitar. Just a I had one of those. Crap, like you know, like it's a classical guitar, and probably played you know just fingers and played Yankee Doodle and stuff like that. I think I remember the book I used to use, like Children's Melodies, Volume One or something. Yeah, I, I took some lessons down at the at the church, and uh, oh, I don't know, I took four or five lessons, and then I kept, but I kept the guitar for like the next ten years. I don't know why I did that. Yeah. Um, because nobody would play it because they were like, "When's the last time you changed the strings?" And I was like, <laughs> you, "Yeah, that happens with a lot of newbie guitars." <laughs> You, you you can change the strings. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And um uh so 
But that's okay. I just kept playing with stuff until I found my way. It's kind of a not a bad idea, really. Uh, <laughs> freshly arrived on the planet, play with some different things. See what catches your eye uh, or heart, as the case may be. And I would say that music has certainly caught your heart. Oh, yeah. Well, at that age, you know, you just, you're just having fun and... Uh... You know, you're not thinking too much about the technical things. It's not, it's not what it's about. <laughs> hey. It's just all about feeling it, man. So how does one get started playing at the age of seven? I mean... I'm sure, you know, I was probably always interested in music. I come from a musical family, pretty much. My dad plays a uh, keyboard. Um, pretty sure my mom played some sort of instrument back in the day, and then... uh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I just, you know, got set up for lessons at a really young age, and I really enjoyed it. It was kind of like my thing, and I took lessons, you know, just from like seven to fifteen, and I, I grew up listening to a lot of um, classic rock and stuff like that. Like Beatles was always on, The Who was always on, Springsteen, uh, Bob Marley, all that stuff. Excellent roots. Throughout, you know, throughout my growing raising I pretty much incorporate all those sounds into my style and uh it's kind of in my psyche you know just all that music cuz I've I've listened to so much music and it's just all come together and has different you know it's my songs and my music has different elements of all that stuff that I grew up on and I used to be obsessed with like you know like the 60s and stuff and like all the Woodstock music and all that good stuff and that really had a big uh effect on me, I think. Do you have a favorite? A favorite musician or artist? A favorite, I, I think, uh, yeah, a favorite musician. Influence? Or... Definitely, I mean, definitely not. I don't have a favorite. <laughs> There's so many good <laughs> I mean, the Beatles, obviously, are one of the best bands ever. I mean, you can't. They're one of my favorites, obviously. And But, I mean, I love so much music. I love a lot of R&B is affecting, you know, really been a big influence on me the past few years. Al Green and Marvin Gaye and, you know, just fun soul music has been a big influence on me. And then um, just acoustic bluegrass and all that stuff. Like, it's just all fused together. And I can't get rid of it. I just love because, like, a lot of people get stuck in a certain genre and style and they don't go out of that a lot. But I can, you know, I play everything. I, I just love playing anything. Like, I'll sit down with just, like, old-time musicians from, like, jazz or blues or something. I just love sitting in and jamming, you know. It's a blast. So when did you actually start writing your own stuff? All right. Um, I think around 14 is when I really started writing songs. Um, the first so- One of the first songs I wrote was called Reality Overload, and it was about um, just society in general and about how crazy the world is and kind of, things screwed up and I'm actually going to look up those lyrics right now just to see that. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the first songs I wrote and I was like 14 years old because I wrote some, when I was like 14, I wrote some crazy like um, just very thoughtful kind of songs about social stuff and um, yeah, I'm surprised. I was just writing that stuff at such a young age. That was kind of where it started. Do you find yourself more reserved now as a as a songwriter than you were when you were younger? Or are mm-hmm. you more open? I wouldn't say reserved. I mean, I just 
because I've always sticked to kind of like writing uplifting songs or uh, kind of thought-provoking stuff or love, just love songs in general. I mean, that's that's kind of my thing. Um, more that you know, majority of my songs are that. I haven't written too many like stories about you know like an eighty song or something. You know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I've always stuck to that. Like I'm looking at um, the song I wrote when I was 14. Like one of the choruses is, "Just follow your intuition, establish a position. The world is yours and mine. Track down your line. It could be the end of time for you and I." And you know stuff like that. And I wrote that when I was like 14. I guess you know I was I didn't sing back then, but since I was starting to write lyrics and stuff, I started to sing and then uh, just got better as time time went on. So what would you say to any young artist that's out there who's, you know, who's got a real interest in music but doesn't yeah. know doesn't know their worth and their value yet? Because I'm sure when you started, you probably had a few insecurity issues yourself. Um, mm-hmm. And I know a, long, a lot of young artists do have, have well, insecurity it's, issues. It's very good to have a support. Um, that definitely helps. Um if you're starting out, I guess just do what feels right and keep writing and don't don't hold back on anything, you know. Just keep doing it, no matter what people say. Um, I was lucky enough to have a very supportive family, so I've been pushed in music in a way. <laughs> as crazy as that sounds, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's great. It's great to just have some support and people that stick up for you and uh, love what you're doing. Um, and you know musicians are generally insecure, I guess. So <laughs> I think it's an artist anyway, thing. Yeah, artists are always insecure about what they're doing. I mean, always the uh, biggest biggest I critic. Hate, yeah, I hate my voice a lot of times and lyrics. I write. I don't think I'm good enough for writing lyrics, but I keep <laughs> I keep doing it because you know I love it. <laughs> really interesting to hear um, and hear an artist who's who's releasing their second CD. Um, say that they're insecure about their voice. And I think that more young people need to hear that honesty and that truth. Oh, yeah. I mean, John Lennon hated his voice, and all his musicians hated hated their voice. Um, But I guess, you know, in mainstream pop right now, you know, they, like, auto-tune everything, and everything sounds kind of perfect in recording and stuff. But, you know, just take, you know, don't go... (laughs) I hope people don't get over, like, critical of their voice. I mean, it's all I, I hate my voice... I don't hate my voice like that bad. I mean, it's just like I hear the, the bad parts in it that other people might not notice, especially on recordings because it's harder to like sing for me recording-wise than like live performance or anything. So, but that I think it's great for them to hear that authenticity as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, stand on your stand on your truth. If you know you got something in your head that you. Exactly. Put it down on paper. It doesn't have to go anywhere. Uh, of course, if you put it on Facebook, it goes everywhere. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but we do still have these things called pens. I, I think uh, Gene uses them a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, your, I think what shows in your music is that fact that you're willing to be authentic and stand there and say, like just now, oh look, I. I don't think my voice is good enough. I don't think my lyrics are good enough. And rah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, um, uh, well, like Janet and uh, Caldwell that's in the chat room says she, she hates her poetry at times. Yeah. And, I, 
the rest of us, I think, would rarely if ever say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, most artists always say that about themselves, but other yeah, people I can't, don't see it. <laughs> can't reread my books because I'll rip them to shreds. Once yeah. they're written and published, that's it. They're out, and I don't read them again. Yeah. But I guess there also is the contrast of other artists, you know, with inflated egos that think everything they do is God. But that's Well, that's yeah, there's still some of those on the planet, but they're filtering yeah. their way out. We're, we're, yeah. no. I don't uh, think most artists are like that, though. I, I don't think so either. Uh, maybe, it, like you said, some of the pop stars that are sort of whipped up by recipe, but... yeah. Uh, uh, because that is a, an amazing. You know, we talk about technology and all the amazing things it can do. But you were talking about auto tune that, yeah, that, that literally can take a singer's voice that's half step that off totally and totally transcend it. I mean, that's what know, they use a lot in studios. Um, why you end up with people doing lip sync on stage is because they can't sing. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm sure like Katy Perry and all those people probably can't sing as well as they sound. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm oh, gonna oh, I'm gonna oh, argue that yeah. one. I've heard oh, okay. Katy Perry yeah, live. So, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Oh. I'm I'm huge. Okay, never mind. I've, heard, I've heard her live, <laughs> but but I agree with you. I have I have seen a lot of artists go onto a stage and just completely drop the ball because they they can't sing at all. And yeah. and then there are a lot of lyrics written nowadays too in mainstream music, which is about how great I am. I'm awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's kind of a conflicting message to the young people out there who want to get into the music industry because here's this persona of these people who are all confident and yet they're using technology to make them better at what they do. Yeah, I mean, it goes on a lot now. And I think the big record companies probably do it even with someone that has a great voice. Oh yeah, they uh, always got to, you know, they have a standard thing because they have to keep up with the other record company that has somebody with not such a great voice but electronically yeah. they've made it perfect. So now it, it's a catch 22. It's a whirlpool yeah. that people get stuck in. Yeah. Well, I guess a lot with that, you know, that pop stuff these days, it's it's kind of like the standard and it has to be that way cuz it's kind of unorganic music itself. So it's like <laughs> yeah, it's kind of robotic but it's very odd because, uh, uh, you know, the musicians we have on are what I would call artists. And yeah, yeah. They, they play what they play and because they like playing it. And if you like listening to it, cool. If you don't like listening to it, cool. <laughs> you know? <laughs> exactly. Uh, and, um, uh, and so that is a a, a strange place for folks to be in because then you want to you know make a living off of your music and the big money in music is all in this perfected thing oh yeah and and and, and people aren't perfect and yeah that's okay people are you know i think the population is starting to see through all that and it's getting old i mean to have all that stuff just thrown in your face and it's like occupy the music industry exactly yeah people are starting to see see through every that and just, not just music, but all aspects of society, I guess, you know. Just be constantly being badgered with crap, you know. I think people are just starting to get sick of that. Well, now, you, you said you, your dad's into music and your mom um, played as well. So yeah, you've been around the music industry for for a fairly long yeah, time and I mean, paid I've, attention to it. Yeah, so, I've met some people in the industry too, so. So I have a question about the industry now. How do you see... 
tools like the social networking sites, Facebook, yeah. YouTube, um, how do you see them changing the dynamics of the music industry? And is there a threat to these? Oh, yeah, big, absolutely. Big, big companies? The, uh, yeah, definitely. The Internet has pretty much destroyed the music industry to an extent. I mean, because they're all about profit and they can't, you know, the record sales in the past 15 years are down and they're basically living off ads right now and just the money they have and stuff. And um, a lot of people are just self-producing and publishing and all that stuff. And music industry is definitely not as, um, I guess, in one place as it used to be. Um, social networking can get out music, you know, as quick as you can, and people anywhere in the world can do it if you have cool ideas and you get it out the right way, you know? So, but I guess the downside also to technology and music is, you know, back in the day, people used to have, like, you know, someone came out with a vinyl and, like, it was, like, a big party and you, you like, listen to every song on the vinyl and it was, like, kind of like a, a scene, but today there's so much distraction. It's, like, where do I go for music and it's really it's a little bit more difficult to catch attention I feel like but there's you have a thousand times more opportunity to get it out to anybody so so it's kind I, of know, catch 22 right cuz i find the same thing with books um yeah. and writing that there's so many people out there doing what i do yeah that it's hard to it's hard to kind of get your head above the crowd but at the same time it's so exciting to see all these people being able to share their thoughts and their feelings on a global level exactly yeah cuz like you know i have a youtube channel and and people in like europe can see it and be like that's awesome or people in canada might be like hey man and like get my CD or something. So um, it's really cool to connect with people like that. Well, and I think that the uh, you know if they've got any intelligence left, the record labels, uh, certainly some of the independent or smaller labels, mm -hmm. uh, they're looking on YouTube and Reverb Nation and and SoundCloud to see yeah. where the next recording star is going to come from. I mean, we went yeah, from. Yeah. We went from some agent going in a smoky bar to uh, America's Got Talent, uh, which, you know, that show leaves that in, largely in question. Uh, but um, <laughs> and uh, uh, now it's just almost always, it seems, direct. Um, mm -hmm. Somebody hears your stuff and says, hey, I want to talk to you. and uh, Or, hey, I'm making a movie. We'd love to have a theme song. Or, uh, exactly, yeah. It it's like the, it's the new it's the new way it's going to be. I mean, I think doing more of these grassroots type of things is the way artists have to be these days because that's the future. I mean, the old industry of music and all that big stuff is going to fade away. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> Good to connect with people. Well, know. I'm trying to remember who it was now that um, whether it was John Anderson or uh, but it was a classic rock artist. Uh, that I saw being interviewed, and he said the recording industry is already over with. They just don't know it yet. Oh yeah, I mean and they're they're scared. I mean, I remember I was at a conference in Los Angeles with school like last year, and the like the president of like uh, Universal Music Publishing was there speaking, and he was like, and some kid asked him a question about how ads suck and like why do we need to have them and stuff, and he was just like, well, that's how we make our money right now, and you know. Um, it's just it's holding on, but we'll see what happens. They still have you know the big 
publishing rights and all that stuff. So, well, and I I think they'll I think they'll come along because um, you know mm-hmm. somebody as old as me I remember when VCRs came out and yeah. many of these same characters the Motion Picture Association of America all these they had TV ads on you know this was going to be the end of you know, creativity and our, you know, you know nobody's ever going to get paid. Yeah, I guess they always say Hollywood's that. Hollywood's <laughs> broke and, you know, we'll never be able to make another movie again. And we certainly yeah. see how much that slowed them down. Not mm-hmm. at all. They just adapted. And um, the ones well, that adapted early are the ones that really made out well. Are you listening, Hollywood? Adapt early. <laughs> I'm wondering if it hasn't put a more more personal touch on it as well. I mean, I saw a a lot of young artists now are actually going back into the bars. And Mm -hmm. so there was there was a a little generational gap there where there wasn't a lot of live music. You couldn't go into the average pub or average bar or average club and listen to. Yeah, it was really frustrating, especially for some of us who really like, you know, get up close and personal with the bands it was all about big concerts and cds and you know who's the latest big name Mm -hmm. and for a while club and bar scene kind of kind of died out it was all about djs right yeah Um, yeah. but now i'm seeing a lot of young artists going back into the bars and getting up close and personal with fans and that to me is really cool thing that technology has helped us to do because they're not relying on cd sales to make their money they have to get out into the public yeah i mean um the triangle where i live there's a lot i mean there's so many pubs and bars where they have music and then clubs and stuff it's just like everywhere um i play in a lot of bars Although it's mostly cover gigs, but um, it's still fun. <laughs> you never know who you can meet. So. Yeah, and they're keeping you busy because I remember seeing a status not long ago about this is the first Friday with no gig in forever yeah, or something yeah. like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I usually have gigs every weekend, um, so I'm, I stay busy. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> that's that's great. very cool. It, it's yeah. almost a back to the future thing. We're going back before the big promoters. Yeah, uh, when everybody was in the pub, or you know, all the way back to minstrels running around uh, in the mm-hmm. Middle Ages, it was you. You connected directly with your public. They directly supported you. It it it. Yeah, just cuts out the middleman. That's yeah. that's who's scared. Are the ones that don't make music, that don't really know anything about that, mm-hmm. but that are getting wealthy off of other people's art. Are, they're the ones that are that may or may not get cut out of the pie, you know, if they yeah, don't yeah. adapt. And um, yeah, it's the non-creators that are shaking on their boots right now. Because I don't hear, I've never, I've not so. heard any of the. Well, I've not heard any of the artists we've had on talk about it in a scared way. You don't seem to be worried about it. No, no. Um, I'm kind of anti-music industry, though. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's okay. It's it right. serves its purpose, but I mean. I mean, it all plays in with everything else in our world today. I mean, all the archaic kind of systems are—they're going to have to go anyway. I mean, um, well, and I think the new systems are already growing up right underneath them. To uh, yeah, you know, watched a video about 3D printing the other day. It's yeah, I, so I think we're going to have a huge disruption and revolution in manufacturing because of that. Uh, yeah, and uh, and again, you know. People get the choice. You can try to hang on and make it stay the way it was. Not really advisable, but you can yeah. do that. 
where you can <laughs> you can come along with the because I mean there was a period in time when given the technology of of vinyl LPs and global distribution when mm. when we didn't have the internet um, that the music industry served a great purpose for artists because they never yeah. there wouldn't have been any great artists perhaps out of that period mm. um, and um, uh, and we've got so much cool music you know archived up to listen to. Oh yeah, I mean it's great because I can find an artist that well, I've, I've never heard of before and anywhere in the world. It's great, like the hang drum guy that you guys had on. That guy is cool. He sounded great, and I showed it to my friend who loves hang drum, and you know, it's awesome. <laughs> amazing story, uh, David Suara. Amazing story. Carpenter on a roof. Yeah. Heard a call. You know. Yeah. I'm going to go play a, play a hang. I'm going to go be a musician. He didn't even know what his musical yeah. instrument was, which is crazy. Um, <laughs> but, but there it is. I mean, and that's, that's, um, that's a lot of people are coming forward with the same story now. I was mm-hmm. doing this, and then I got told that I should be doing something else, and I didn't know how I was going to do that, but I went ahead and did it anyway, and here I am. <laughs> Interesting. And it's really cool to hear it over and over and over again with people who are successful. And when I say successful, I mean completely content with their lives as they are. Yeah. Hmm. And we're not big fans of global conspiracy, but capitalism in the way it exists right now concentrates money in small places. Yeah. And But the danger of that is, is just like David said, he said, you know, look, if I'm going to be poor, I can be poor and be a starving musician or I can be poor and be up here on this roof in the sun sweating <laughs> I'll go be poor and be a musician it's much more cool and yeah. and and uh, uh, really I mean you know you, you you press on people long enough or people get pressed on just by mm-hmm. the conditions oh, yeah. um, and uh, and and it gets them willing to make that leap of I'm going to follow my passion because sometimes it doesn't I make, know a lot of people have uh... I guess in the recent economic times, a lot of people have, you know, I'm sure a lot of guys that I've seen a lot of guys that like lost their jobs and they started trying to want to gig more and play more music since that. And that's great. You know, (laughs) going back to their art, what, what uh, brings them passion. So, yeah. And, um, it's like a, a famous quote I'm fond of. And of course I'll paraphrase and not remember who it's from and I can look it up, but is, uh, you know, um, don't ask the world. Don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive, because what the world needs is more people who have come alive. That's and great. and um, and it's that passion thing. I mean, um, from watching your YouTube channel and and your Facebook, you're playing with something or writing on something or playing music or doing something with music almost all the time. Mm-hmm. And you're not doing it because, you know, if I do five more hours today, that'll be another million dollars. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, you're doing it because that's what you want to be doing. Oh, yeah. I mean, I play as much as I can pretty much. You know, I do open mics if I'm not playing or I'm playing for my friends or I'm writing or something, so... But uh, how about I play a song? 
Okay. Yeah, I was just going to say it's yeah. usually about the time we do a musical break. So. And, and I, I have recordings of yours that I can play, but we'd like to hear you play. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'll play the first track off my new EP. It's called Don't Know. Ooh, like that one. Yeah, it's about um, not being able to really predict and control everything in your future and kind of, uh, you know, going with being in the moment more and, um, you know, how everything, you can't just, it's not all going to make sense right now, but you just go with it, go with what you feel. So it's called Don't Know. Oh, you just don't know where 
Wow. That sound okay? Oh. Um, it sounded awesome. Jason in the chat room said it best. This is awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's uh, the first track of my... That's the first track of my new EP. And, uh, released today. Yeah, released today. Yeah, Rising up. Today. Should be out on iTunes soon, and then uh, I get it like physically next week. So. That's yeah, I'm so excited. Awesome. That's got to be like... Jean, when she talks about when she got her first book printed, you know, in her hands, that's got to be awesome. Did you? Oh, yeah, yeah. You have your first EP physical, too? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've had that for a while. I'm not as proud of that one as this new one because, like, I just felt amateurish back then. Well, it's still decent, but I know it could have been better. <laughs> what do you want to bet? Well, I guess everything could be better in time, right? Write that down, folks. What do you want to bet? He says that same thing after his next EP about the yeah, EP. Yeah, I probably, I probably will. Guaranteed, guaranteed. <laughs> I say that about my first book too, and my second one, and my third one. And <laughs> hey, well, yeah. you know, I've I've met much more music to record, so it's all good. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It just kind of, you know, it sounds to me you were writing lyrics you couldn't sing. You say, um, you know, thought you couldn't sing. Um, <laughs> it seems like it just flows right through you. Here, it's coming. Look out. <laughs> right? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> That's what people say. <laughs> well, you you said you've got, you know, lots more to record, so Oh yeah, I mean I'm who knows, my next album will be probably awesome whenever it comes out, so <laughs> you never know. Yeah. So what's what's your um I mean, other than the love of the music, mm-hmm. what what's your ultimate goal through through your art, like. well, I just want um to you know uplift people with the music um any way that I can. I hope it brings some sort of peace and uh harmony to people in a way um that's my you know higher level of what I want to do with the music so and um yeah, right now, I just hope I continue growing in what I'm doing and uh get out there more so. Wow. Nicely put. Yeah, so, I mean, I think uh, every artist, that should be their goal. <laughs> oh, we're going to get into the anti-music industry thing again. <clears throat> we're going to have to get him back here when he's 30 and see what he says then. Oh, that, come that on. Was, that was like a I was thinking <laughs> really responsible, responsible answer. <laughs> um, yeah, 10 years later, what am I going to say? <laughs> well, there's, an, there's another song that some people may... Um, be familiar with because you have a we had a video release and and uh, uh, yeah, bottled up, bottled up, and it it certainly is is not about you know bubble gum and what's on at the drive-in. No, that's um, you know I was I think you know, I wrote it a little over a year ago and I just you know it hit me it's like I want to write a song about just some how people just feel like kind of weak and stuck in situation and. Bottled up was catchy, and it just—I wrote it in like 20 minutes, I think. Um, and it ended up being very poppy. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of well, funny because it's like the lyrics are you know kind of down, and but the, the melody is really upbeat, and that's the funny thing about it. Well, and there is a there is a comfort I think for people wherever their emotional level is. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a comfort in knowing that they're not alone. Yeah, and, no, I mean that's yeah that's. 
what I hope I portray with the song. And um, I ended up getting an article written about it, um, how it you know shows the issue of teenage depression and stuff. So right, that was in the Raleigh. Yeah, my in the local newspaper. Yeah, here. yeah, I saw that posted on Facebook. Yeah. Um, and uh, you made an awesome video for the song, and you have uh, Beauty Queen playing the yeah yeah lead got a role. Yeah, put a Craigslist ad up and got a very very good response. <laughs> yeah, I, wow. The things See? I like about my job. Spirit and synchronicity. Um, exactly. uh, she was Miss what? What she Miss? Yeah, she was Miss Long Island, New York. Um, ah, okay. And then she. Came down here for school and she just happened to reply to my ad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> worked out. And she had actually been involved with uh, talking about teenage depression in girls, so that was funny too. I'll see how those connections happen yeah, every that, day. That brought the issue out in the song because you know, the video obviously shows a bottled up girl. So yeah, and I think that it's this is a case. You know, some people talk about media glorifies a certain type of female form. But mm-hmm. but I think in this case it's uh, it's a big statement having somebody that does seem to fit all these Hollywood yeah. ideals mm-hmm. that still is all crunched up and bottled up inside. Uh, yeah, I guess it look you know because it's like a very attractive girl and it's showing the same kind of scenes that you'd see in like a normal poppy song, but it's like showing a real issue. <laughs> yeah, a real issue. Yeah. And and that this real issue happens to everybody, just like we talked about, you know, musicians yeah. thinking their voice isn't that good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I uh, some of the really cute girls from high school are friends of mine on Facebook and will <laughs> tell you now about how insecure and how ugly they thought they were back then mm-hmm. when people were idolizing them and yeah. or comparing themselves to them and in some way making themselves feel less than and yeah. uh and, and, and this I, I think is real representative of that of of look, it happens to everybody. Oh yeah. I mean I wrote the song kind of just thinking about an average middle aged woman but um the video kind of portrays the younger aspect of it which you know I guess a lot of people, young people are feeling like she does in the video. There's just, you know, a lot of pressure and stuff and well, and you'll, that, see, you'll see blogs from somebody that's off the, quote, norm, you know, uh, punked out or emo or whatever, that, <laughs> and they talk about all these issues that are going on in their head. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 but then the ones that are, are, have it all bottled up and so that they can give this display of perfection mm-hmm. are, are um, having it just as bad. They just don't talk about it. They hide it. They don't yeah. stand on the truth of it. And isn't one of the biggest deals around teen suicide that you know you always get parents and teachers and friends going, "I had no idea." Yeah, that's well. You probably would if they thought about it. <laughs> I guess but, you don't know because you can think like this normal, outgoing kid can is like nor is fine, but you never know, right? You yeah, you really can fake it really well. But yeah, people yeah. do. It's kind of sad. I guess people don't communicate well enough, you know. Well, and if they if they get all the the latest shoes, the latest clothes, the latest trend, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 can look like a, the cover of a magazine, mm-hmm. you, you, a lot of times you just don't see past that. You yeah. know, 
you see somebody and they're all sort of looking disheveled today when normally they wear, you know, they're not dressed up, but they look yeah cleaned up. And, but today they look like hell. You go, hey, man, what's wrong? And and uh, but if you can make get that image just right, you know. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing how many women read People magazine and then compare themselves to that. It's insane. <laughs> well, and it's starting to come out the some of the before and afters of what yeah they do with Photoshop, even to models. They yeah, go in I mean, and yeah. shave flesh off their legs to make their legs smaller, and yeah. and they're string bean girls anyway. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, I keep seeing those posts on the internet, you know, on Facebook every other week. There's like, there was a picture I saw, like, when did this become attractive and not this? And they show, like, Marilyn Monroe back in the day, and then they show these skinny models today. Yeah. And then, like, and then I saw that article, you know, where they, people liked when that model that was normal weight and had a little fat on her and was like a professional model shoot, people, like, responded good to that or something. Yeah, I, mean, I, I posted that on my wall. Yeah. And the response that I got, but what I what I what I loved about the response was not what I would have expected, say five years ago. But yeah. so many men came forward and said, "I'll I'll take the second one, please." And that little boy there, I don't want the skinny little boy without any curves. Can I have the second one with a little meat on her? And um, one one guy even brought up a valid point, which is, what about what about the guys? What about the guys that are going to the gym and you know i mean now we've got hair dye for men and i you know you want to look like you're off the cover of gq and it there's just as much pressure on men too yeah i mean it's sad i mean i don't know people just need to stop watching tv and reading madison avenue magazine <laughs> maybe it'll feel a little bit better i don't know amen brother <laughs> Amen. So on that note, can we hear the song? Oh, uh, your song? No, Bottled Up song. Oh, Bottled Up. Oh, yeah. yeah um, can yeah. we hear it? Since... Oh, definitely. All um, right. Cool. Yeah, this, to everyone out there, it's just Bottled Up, the single off my new EP, and uh, I'll post a link to the music video after this. And uh, yeah, here we go. Hey, hey, she 
I, I'm hearing that a lot, which I'm yeah. just kind of, you know, I mean, I'm I'm so glad the budget's done now. We're two weeks away from being able to start writing to these organizations and some, to some of these people. And to be able mm-hmm. to drop that into into their email inbox and say, hey, you want to support this? Um, the people that we're featuring in the film have been so on board with the idea. They're so excited about it, you know, yeah. from all different parts of the world. They're just, yes, that's cool. Can we do that? And you know, um, so people are receiving it really well. It's a, it's an exciting idea, and I, I'm surprised nobody's done it too. But hey, you know that's cool. Hey, I'm why not us? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Works for you guys exactly. Um, you know, it, it. But I think I think too the world is ready to receive it. Uh, oh yeah, more yeah, so definitely. now. It it absolutely. Man. You know, we talk about the wild morning that we had when I showed Gene the wrong video on YouTube, and came up with a movie idea just to get her to quit crying. Yeah. Uh, but How to the, get Jean to quit crying. Tell her you can make a movie. Yeah, yeah. You go around the world and make a movie. I'll, <laughs> I'll pay for it. I'll find the money. We'll just, we'll do, please stop crying. But, uh, <laughs> but really, I, I had seen several videos from the very early, early part of the Occupy movement. Yeah. And seeing seeing folks, you know, with real, what appeared to me to be really emotional concern and talking about, you know, look, nobody's talking about this. Nobody's doing anything. Somebody's got to do something. And I just wanted to grab one of them, you know, and and, and go, hey, look, relax. There's tens of thousands of people working on this. Come here, let me introduce you to some of my friends. Uh, side effect of the radio show, we get to hang out with some really awesome people. And uh, oh yeah, that'll be awesome. Just the people you meet, like well, the people we meet uh, as it is now. I mean, the people that we get to interview on the show are are so incredible and and making such a huge contribution to the world, and they're doing it on such a massive global scale that you can't help but be empowered and inspired every single day by the things that people are doing and i i try to explain to people there's nothing to fear absolutely nothing to fear we've got this i mean people are looking around and they're going oh that over there doesn't work let's fix that that over there doesn't work either let's fix that hey if we do this and, and instead of just talking about it, they're actually getting together. They're collaborating. They're cooperating. Uh, they're working with, you know, on a, again, on a global scale. They're working with people from around the world. They're coming up with mm-hmm. solutions. And without waiting for big-name organizations to implement them, without waiting for the yeah. government to make it a reality, they just go ahead and they do it. Yeah, it's time for that. It's time for uh, the people to begin to do that. <laughs> Well, and I people think people are ready because they're just sick and tired of. You know, I, I just look around at people, and I, they're just tired of doing the same old thing. It's time to finally do new change and take initiative for ourselves. Mm. See, and this I is have to just let that generation for a second. Yeah. Oh, that's because that is that's that's exactly where we are, and that's why I think this is such an exciting time to be alive. And uh, oh yeah. Uh, but we do. We we hang out with some awesome folks, and 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 we just want to let people in on the fun, really. Uh, of look, look at all this stuff. I mean, uh, we've got your dad coming up next month. Uh, we also have uh, 
Larissa Stowe of Shakti Tribe musically coming on. And then uh, uh, in another one of these, uh, oh, just ask them type things. Who's uh, oh, um, who's coming? Yes. Okay, hold on. Let me check the calendar on that one because you, you... I know who's coming. Taught me. Okay, then tell me. Okay. Um, Do you know how many people I talk to? Well... <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure you guys spoke to a lot of people. It br- it brought it to mind because we have a musician on, and he talked about the Who and the Beatles, and uh, probably heard some Cream. Uh, oh yeah, of and course. Eric Clapton. Be obsessed with them. Right. Well, Ginger Baker, uh, who of course is no longer physically yeah. focused, his son Kofi uh, plays drums. Yeah. Cool. Imagine that, and has. Um, yeah, running around Europe on a Cream tribute tour, and they've got the guitarist. In April. And, yeah, yeah, they're coming in April. The Kofi Baker and um, oh wow, that's awesome. Then uh, the uh, for, singer guitarist from Toto. Uh, <laughs> really? Wow. What's, what's his name, Jane? Uh, uh, Terry. Uh, oh wow. Oh, uh, I hate when you do that. Well, I don't. My, I I don't have my main email open during the show because it taxes the poor computer, but let me see. I know. Uh, And Google screwed up my calendar, so I don't even have my calendar in front of me. It's very disturbing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I did get a message earlier from Gene. Where's my calendar? (laughs) It was very calm. She was just like, you know, oh, I'm doing great. I would just like to know. What have they done with my calendar? What have they done with my calendar? I wish Google would start stop screwing with stuff. They keep messing with my groove because. Um, um, but the, you know, I mean, that's 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 just one example. But we've got, um, you know, I mean, we reached out to a young kid who's trying to get people to stop eating um, eating Monsanto foods. Uh, yeah. You know, I've written him, and oh. it's. The people like that, and he's like 12 years old, and we're trying oh, wow. to get him on the show, you know, because it's people like that that are changing the world, literally one step at a time, you know, one person at a time, just in the being of who they are, because everything is so out in the open now. Yeah, so I mean, your life and how you live it is is out in the open, and people seem to have taken on a real responsibility with regards to that. Mm-hmm. unique element of today's society and they've realized well okay if if everything i do and think and feel is out there then i have to really think about and examine what's important to me and what it is i want to represent when i put my me out there and yeah, especially if, the young ones yeah if everyone just made like just one you know action in their lifestyle, you know, it can make a whole difference just if everyone did that, you know. Um. And the little things, the little decisions, the ones yeah. we make a hundred times a day. You know, people exactly. say, I wish I had had made better decisions. Well, don't worry about so, had, can't fix that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's why we talk about everyday connection instead of, mm-hmm. you know, and we have people on that have had really deep, what you would call spiritual experiences. Mm-hmm. But even they all tell you that that was grand, but it's, you know, it led to this, which is all about little choices, little ones, little ones. 
Yeah. It's all about the little choices. <laughs> all about the little things. That's a good song title. It's all ah. about the little choices. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to start writing music right here on the show. That's awesome. So you, <laughs> you've got your new CD coming out on iTunes really, really soon. Um, do you have a favorite song from that one? From my new one? Um, yeah. I think they're all pretty cool. I guess Anyhow touches me the most. Um, okay. Talk to me about mm. Anyhow. Yeah, Anyhow I, is just a song about pretty much standing up and our power changing the world. Um, I wrote it. I kind of just, you know, it just came to me. I was sitting in guitar class one day, and I wrote it on a napkin, and the melody was in my head. And then I went home, and I rushed, and I wrote out the song. And it's just a touching song. Um um, I guess I'll play it. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, that'd be cool. So that people can hear it. Um, yeah, it's called Anyhow. Last track. Let me know. Do we see? 
favorite now well and that's that revolution solution stuff again just do it anyhow just yeah. be the change anyhow exactly. yeah okay maybe there's a conspiracy maybe there's this maybe there's that you don't have any money and you don't this just do it anyhow <laughs> exactly man didn't think of it that way man. um well but it's wow that's that's one of my favorites so the, the other one's uh that I like off of the new one. Uh, well, before I go, we can do Boy Girl. You have a favorite off the new one yet, Gene? That one? I know I, you love that song. We played it. Mm-hmm. We play it often. Yeah, yeah. Played <laughs> on the show a few times. And yeah. I've seen my video of it. So. Yeah. Um, off the ones that I haven't heard before today, um, there's, uh, oddly enough, in a similar vein. Uh, limitations. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, tell where'd that come from? Because yeah, I'd that love to cool hear song. you play that because the the guitar on that is awesome and your your words are smack on. How'd that happen? Limitations. Yeah. Um. I don't know when I wrote it. It must have been. I think I wrote it before I even recorded my first one. And uh, I don't remember writing it, but yeah, it's just a cool, uplifting kind of song. Really interesting melody because it's like Dave Matthews fused with like Marvin Gaye or something, and um, it's just about uh, throwing down limitations, how they're insane, they're keeping you back from uh, being who you are, fulfilling what you need to do. Um, as simply as that, really. <laughs> right. Because limitations are what hold her, hold us back. I mean, people have too many of them. <laughs> <laughs> Perceived limitations. Perceived ones, yeah. They don't exist. Right. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's a cool little song. Yeah, very cool. Because um, it's uh, those two songs are so representative of what we're about here. Uh, it's how I knew, you know, it's one of those things I always say, you know, Jean will send me something she's written and, you know, read it and let me know. And I'm like, it's awesome. And she goes, <laughs> you haven't read it. <laughs> well, but I know. And so I never had any question about, you know, Jean's, Jean's like, should we should we ask Jordan to write a song for the movie? We should get Jordan to write a song for the movie. It really was. It was almost groupiness right across the sky, yeah. typing it in there. And, and I was like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, because... It it is just so heartening every time I hear anybody else that obviously is doing so in their life 
and 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 then is taking the time to tell people about it, you know. Because mm-hmm. uh, we do have a lot of people that just stand up and talk about it, and yeah. uh, I think that the authenticity of somebody that's doing it every day is is what really touches me about your music. Because mm-hmm. yeah, and it's it's. It's all about being authentic, man. <laughs> you know, Warner Warner Brothers this, Decca Records this. Oh, yeah. just recorded anyhow, posted anyhow. <laughs> you know, uh, it's uh, it's amazing and and amazing that there were so many of these you wrote. You know, across the years, it's that's right up our alley at uh, Looking Younger, uh, mm-hmm. where we're hoping to give an outlet to. Uh, Five to twenty, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Poets and because just because you don't play an instrument or think you can't sing or whatever, if the if the words are in there, you gotta let them out. Oh yeah, I mean I love spoken word and all that stuff. Um, there's a lot I, of good, good stuff going on with that. I actually saw. Uh, don't you have a piece up on the internet? Uh, I mean, up on YouTube where somebody's doing. Uh, spoken word over one of your songs? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I did some stuff with this guy, Sean Ingram. He's like an author and spoken word artist. And uh, Yeah, I mean, I randomly met him at open mic, and he just improvised over something I was playing, and it's just really cool. Um, I always love collaborating with different people. I need to do it more. <laughs> I need to meet more people and do some really cool stuff. So. Oh, I think you've probably got some amazing people lined up to meet and work with. Uh, oh yeah, my future has it in store for sure. Well, I, I, let me retract that statement. Play with, not work with. Yeah, I like that. Work, play is, is good. We I should like throw this working work. thing out and yeah. you know, play because yeah. that's when these amazing things happen. Because I I saw that video. You, I that couldn't have been any better had you been rehearsing that for a year. And oh yeah, I'm sure. You know, I mean. So yeah, some of the best stuff is just spontaneous. You never know, right? So, absolutely. And uh, thank heavens for YouTube and cell phone video and all the video cameras everybody's running around with that we get to see so much more these days. Yeah, the, the world's at your doorstep. Just put on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. It's really changed the dynamics of how. Um, how people interact with each other. Mm-hmm. And it's great, you know, you can just connect with someone who you think is totally different from you, but, maybe, you know, they're not. Because on the Internet, it's kind of like a safe haven, I guess, for different people to connect with what they really are and what they feel. Yeah, and to be less worried about the reaction if they say what they really feel. They can always yeah, just, exactly. you go crazy, they can always just block you. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> and um, um, uh, so, I'd like to about, hear that song. Okay. Oh, limitations. Yeah, I want to hear that song in just a minute. But I was going to say, tell me about. I bet it's happened to you with these awesome songs you've put out there for people. Um, emails, comments from somebody that you know. Wow, you just saved my life tonight, or you just changed my life tonight. Oh, yeah, like, there's been some Facebook posts, like, the Bottle Up video, some girls were like, wow, you know, I went through this, and that's touching. Certain songs were really that grasped, grasped them in a certain area, 
I'm like, wow, man, that touched me. Uh, I I can totally relate to that. I mean, that's what, what I really uh, aspire for in music, for people to, you know, when they say that, it's just like the best thing ever. That's what that's what does it for you, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. what does it for me. That's why I get out of bed every morning. Um, well, that and I have to walk Molly every once in a while. But, <laughs> um, I think this next song will probably generate some of those emails. That's why I wanted to bring that up because I knew that okay. that happened with you. And uh, and and I want everybody in our Looking Younger and Everyday Connection family and extended family and guests to know it doesn't matter who you are or what your situation is. You have the ability to change lives. You have the ability to change this planet uh, one person at a time. That's the only way it ever happens. And uh, uh, so whatever you've got in there, let it out. It might just be the key for somebody. And uh, it is the most awesome feeling, I think. Yeah, I mean, you you never know what small thing might affect someone out of the blue, you know? So it's yeah. important. Absolutely. So how about some song about those objects <laughs> called limitations? If you're uh, if you can handle it, I've got the I've I've got your version of it up if you Oh yeah, why don't you play the recording? That'd be cool. Need a break. Yeah, right. sure. Play the, yeah, play it. Give them a uh recording feel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I've I can close my eyes when you were singing Bottled Up. I could close my eyes and see yeah. the video. I mean, it's if anybody ever doubted, it's really him. Okay. Yeah, I remember. I mean, I was playing a gig the other week, and people were people for a minute thought because they couldn't see. I was like in a, a raised stage, and they were like, "We thought you were the radio for like <laughs> twenty minutes." That was funny. Very cool. awesome. Okay, so we'll we'll do the studio version of uh, Limitations, and uh, stay with us, folks. It's awesome stuff. Or not. <laughs> you want me to play it off my computer? Obviously, um, obviously, we're supposed to be on the live music thing tonight. Forgive me, uh, George, <laughs> George and Esther. I didn't mean to do that. Um, so, would you would you uh, would you help me out there with the technical you have to thing? One more. <laughs> if you're up to it. Let me see if I have it. And it'll sound okay on here. Sometimes I upload them to Blog Talk and they're great, and sometimes, eh, not so much. Yeah, I'll play it. Give away too easy, and you are almost there. It's counting down to the day when it was fair. on yourself you choose to fail you were scared oh so scared oh where you go you've been looking for what you don't know take your glance you've been running from your chance can't you see there's a limitation down the drain 
Serious talent there, young man. You wrote <laughs> that at what? Fourteen? That's the one no, you wrote at fourteen? No. 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 Um, I wrote that probably when I was like seventeen, maybe. Nine eighteen. Oh. I don't even remember when I yeah, I had to be It doesn't even matter really. Does yeah, some sometime. <laughs> wow. <laughs> sometime in high school probably. Uh, That's it's a crazy song. Um Yeah, I got around to remembering the limitations were you know what? Uh, <laughs> fertilizer. Um, in my forties, I got around to remembering that, and yeah. it's like by having your creative expression open, you just never forgot. Mm-hmm. It's very, very cool. Yeah. So, Jordan, how can because um, we've been putting your links up all night through the chat room, but how mm-hmm. can your listeners, anybody who's not in the chat but listening later, how can they get hold of you, find you? Find your music. Um, check out jordanokran.com. Um, my name.com. 
I just got that up, and that pretty much links to everything else I have. And then you can just uh, check me out on Facebook, like my page, and YouTube, um, all from the website. You can check that out. So, And I'll have everything posted up there and all the links and stuff. So, Very, very cool. And if you had um, one message to, to say tonight, you got the floor for a couple of minutes. What do you want to say? Cool. <laughs> well, I uh, hope everyone... Just uh, does what they feels right, what they are passionate about. Um, that's how your life will transform. That's how the world will transform. Um, do what you love. Follow your bliss. You know, serve other people, and uh, have fun. <laughs> that's the way it should be. And we should all, uh, you know, share our gifts to each other and make the best of this world. <laughs> That's okay, awesome. that's it. We can shut down the show now. It's all been said. We just all right, good night. We'll replay that every Tuesday and Thursday. <clears throat> no, no. I didn't hang, know what else to say. <laughs> hang with us, folks, because we do have a new uh, reading coming from our uh, buddy Gene over there, Phoenix. Gene, Phoenix, Nikki, somebody, that girl. There. Um but uh yeah, Jason just commented, can't believe that it's been more than an hour and it's it's been an hour and twenty minutes of just absolute fun in the sandbox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um this is awesome. I'm I'm glad I, f- I finally got to actually talk with you guys for more than like a minute. So Yeah, fun. it it was really fun for us to have you on the show too. Um just incredible 'cause you're you're an awesome live musician. Mm-hmm. It, which is which is a lot of fun to be able to have somebody on the on the show who has no problems just whipping out the guitar and and belting out his latest. Yeah, song. can call us from a studio. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in the studio. No, no, no. He's just at home, but has more equipment than we have. Well, I just and, have like one blue microphone thing I plug in. Not uh, bad. I hope it sounded okay because. I got a message on my Facebook saying it was, like, distorted, but hopefully it wasn't. <laughs> I hope not. Um, that does happen sometimes. We yeah. we tax block sure. talks. We we tax their abilities uh, <laughs> and, okay. uh, with with everything that we do just about. And uh, uh, But I, I hope that it uh, turned out well. Maybe it's uh, – Jason says it sounded great. All right, cool. Uh, and uh, <laughs> uh, we'll have the archive up later tonight with uh, – a couple of videos on it too, and uh, links that you can follow to find Jordan on the web. Definitely watch your uh, your iTunes and stuff for this new EP rising up, and mm-hmm. uh, get you a copy as soon as it comes out. Because uh, I'm telling you, this guy, well, is awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. I just have a quick question though before we go. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. where where did the title come from? Oh, rising up. Mm. Um. It came off the song anyhow, kind of, because a lot of these songs are kind of like about empowerment, and um, anyhow had, you know, in, what's, uh, Rise Up Off the Floor, and it kind of just came together from that, and yeah, we just, I just decided that as the title. It was better than just having a song title, because I thought Rising Up was very, uh, just sounded good, and it was, it hit the spot, you know? Yeah, no, it really does. It it suits the times, it suits the message and the music and uh it, it suits yeah. it suits your future because I think you're just gonna keep 
keep rising. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. suits what's going on with you. You're rising up for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess um, we've got a new piece tonight. Um, so before we say our good nights, um, this is um, an excerpt from the second novel, Going Home to Heaven. And uh, I think it falls into alignment with a lot of what's been said tonight, actually. Funny how that works. Ha, ha, ha. Since and, we never plan our shows ahead of time. <laughs> and, and read by the author to a musician who's already pointed out he's a fan of spoken word art. And uh, I love when authors read their bits because they get it. They know what they're reading. <laughs> it is kind of cool. And uh, anybody who uh, wants to find us on Facebook, uh, either Rick, Ricker Shields or Jean Victoria Norlock, you can find us on Facebook and PM me, and we will send you a uh, PDF version of the first novel, Truth, to any of our listeners out there. That's it. All you got to do is is friend one of us, send a message, and uh, because we want to spread the message. Yeah, make sure you send us your email, and we'll email that out to you. Absolutely. So, uh, who's coming? Oh, you're, you don't have a calendar. Oh, yeah. No, I don't have a calendar. I have a messed up Google situation over here, and we're going to have to start writing things down again. So we have uh, Sharon Wright coming on Thursday, uh, an actress, director, writer, uh, filmmaker that is doing some awesome stuff. Amazing stuff. What is that... Uh, Change what? Oh yeah, she'd be a change maker. <laughs> Definitely would be that, and Definitely um, would be a change maker. Um, um, and then sure. next, huh? Next week we have we have a couple of powerful change makers as well. Absolutely, we have Dr. Uh, Terry Walls coming a week from now, and I have been transitioning towards Dr. Walls' diet for the last month. Uh, with the nerve damage that I have in my life. And uh, so I'm going to be the live guinea pig. Uh, and uh, But Dr. Walls was pretty much isolated to a wheelchair. She could walk maybe from exam room to exam room with if she had two canes. And um, she decided to figure out how this multiple sclerosis stuff, she threw out this idea of multiple sclerosis and just looked at what systems were doing what differently and changed her diet. And a year later, she's riding the bike five miles to go to work. Very uh, cool. Got right up out of that uh, wheelchair. And is actually writing a book called Rising Up. So, <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> Synchronicity rocks, don't it? And then Thursday, I believe we have uh, my buddy R.C. all the way from the Philippines. R.C. Mallory calling in from R. the Mallory. Philippines. Yeah, we cover the globe. The cover the globe. And uh, he actually runs... Two different organizations right now. One is uh eco organization that has launched a cross continental education program that links a school here in Montreal with a school in Manila. And uh the other organization is about uh, empowering underprivileged youth and providing them with the tools that they need to succeed at whatever it is that they envision for, for their ideal future. So um we've some, got powerful guests coming up. Some, some, some youth very, that have you know, come up with their own water purification system so that they can solve a problem for their buddies. Yeah. Um, huh. Just going to leave you with that. I'm not going to tell you anything else more about it. you got to come listen. But, man, it's a, it's powerful stuff. Well, I'll tell you this. He's only, I think, 22 now. But he started this when he was 20, and he's got he, he's got an incredible story. Something about going to live in a dump in one of the <laughs> nastiest. I'm serious. 
in one of the nastiest places on the planet, he left his yeah. middle-class home and went to live there because he wanted to know why they were living there. And uh, after his dad argued with him for about a week, finally brought him a cot and left him there, and out of it came the organization that R.C. launched at, I think it was the age of 20 or 21, crazy. But um, he's fascinating, fascinating Yeah, I'm going to start some global collaboration education thing. <laughs> 20. These twenty-year-olds, yeah. I'm telling you, they they, they got yeah. no shame, and that's a really good thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's incredible stuff. So, um, on that note, we've got some amazing guests coming up, and we'll leave you with this message um, from my beloved George to you via the pen. And uh, good night, all. We love you lots, and hope to see you on Facebook so I can send you a book. Absolutely. So hang in there. We got about. Three and a half. Well, we have exactly three minutes and 44 seconds, exactly the same length as the last excerpt. <laughs> I don't know that synchronicity thing. Does it work? Does it happen? <laughs> so here, here, comes, here comes Jane. Night, everybody. Stay connected. Humans sit now on the edge of where they need to be to create for themselves a new reality, a new way of life, a new world. Thanks to the technological... Uh-oh. I, I, I should not have opened my Skype and said to Jean earlier, well, why don't you read it live? And she uh, says, no, I can't do that. Uh, I don't even no. have it with me. I know. All right. Wow. Well, so should we play the other one again? Sure, why not? So uh hang in, hang in. <laughs> little from your inner self to yourself. It sounded good last show. Let's see if it sound, still sounds good. Maybe they all went bad. We asked if when you heard the call, yep. would you They all went bad. We have they no all went bad. recorded all right. tonight. I don't even know if I should play the closing theme. <laughs> but here we go, folks. We're going to try it out. Right. Nope, nope, that's not working either. So, uh, Jordan, we're just can you play gonna, us out? Yeah, play us out with something. Yeah, sure. Um, I'll play that song I wrote for you guys. Oh, <laughs> He's so awesome. So you people that, get to peek behind the scenes of Changemakers. Oh. <laughs> this will be awesome. See, we had about five guests that left. And they oh, man. Out. Well, you guys can hear it. <laughs> so bring it on, brother.
Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. 